0: Brother Allen, it's so good to be in this church tonight. I join with these other brethren in saying what a great joy it is to link up in such a fashion with Brother Allen and this great church and all of the sponsoring pastors. My heart is so full of excitement. I'm looking forward to a great Holy Ghost outpouring. And, And the Lord has a unique way of doing things just right uh the uh the successes that took place in baton rouge last year as a result of the pure gold conference started a little while before the meeting and i have already seen the handiwork of god moving in baton rouge getting ready for the next conference we are going to put a full page ad in the paper we're going to blitz the city with uh with uh radio spots at the expense of our church, it will not be a part of the expense of the meeting, and I am going to write personal letters to denominational preachers in our city who need to hear this message. Praise God! Will you join with me in prayer that God will give us a mighty outpouring of the Holy Ghost? Praise the Lord! Thank God! Thank God! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! I'm asking you to stand right now for the reading of the Word of God. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture that has already been referred to several times already tonight, and then along with it, another passage. The book of Revelation, chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. In conjunction with this, the book of Lamentation, chapter 4. Revelation, the third chapter, beginning with verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write these things, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. He said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Now what is God's response to all of that? What would he say to the church as a result of the deplorable condition he found them in? I counsel thee to buy of me Everybody say of me. Amen. God is speaking. Yeah. I counsel thee yeah. to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Yeah. In conjunction with this, I'm reading from the book of Lamentation, chapter 4, verse 1. How is the gold become dim? How is the most fine gold changed? The stones of the sanctuary are poured out in the top of every street. The precious sons of Zion, comparable to fine gold, how are they esteemed as earthen pitchers? The work of the hands of the potter. Would you say praise the Lord for the word? Let's raise our hands together and ask God for Holy Ghost anointing. ask it in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm speaking to you for the next few minutes about the dimming of the gold. All right. oh, all right. My God. I made a serious effort in the last several weeks in study to discover man's first infatuation with gold. I made an amazing discovery, and it's simply that Nobody really knows the date and the time of man's first involvement with gold and appreciation of gold. It seems in all historical writings there's been some mention of, of man's involvement with gold as a precious commodity or a means to purchase for himself things that were dear and valuable. But there was one specific time in the history of this country that gold found itself in a more prominent place in in uh, the commerce of men. The year was 1849 in an area that some people have assumed to be very close to what is now Sacramento, California. It was a wooded area then. A hunter was out in the woods. He was desperate. He was thirsty. He was famished. And he fell to the ground, cupped his hand in a little pool of water to get a drink of water. And he lifted that water to his lips, and before he could drink it, he saw the shiny sparkle that was also picked up by the water. And he said, why, there is gold in this water. That began what was called in the history of our country, the great gold rush out west. To what is now California? Now there's a reason that men have appreciated gold as opposed to some of the other so-called precious metals. Bear with me for a moment as as I compare gold in your mind with some of these things. For example, iron has been a very valuable commodity. It is involved in the structure of buildings and, and the building of things. But the terribly negative thing about iron is its uh, tendency to rust so often. And rust will create a chemical reaction in the iron. And if it's not well attended and cared for, it will literally be eaten away. Copper is another precious metal. At one point in the history of man, copper itself was used as a purchasing price. But the negative aspect of copper is that there will be a chemical reaction on copper and it will corrode. That's right. And silver is another very precious metal. Nobody really goes for the silver. Everybody goes for the gold. Yes. And the reason is very simple. As valuable as silver is, silver will tarnish. That's right. Yes. But the unique difference between gold and all of the other metals his pure gold will not corrode. Pure gold will not tarnish. It will not rust. We used to have a man in our church out in West Texas that dealt in precious metals. And when I discovered for the first time uh, uh, Lamentation chapter 4, verse 1, I went to H.D. Carroll and I said, Brother Carroll, I know what makes iron rust. And I know what makes copper corrode, and I know what makes silver tarnish. But what is it that will make gold dim? He looked at me for a moment, and this man dealt with precious metals. He knew all about it, and he said, "Brother, young gold will not dim." He said, "It is just a plain." It for something less, because I found gold, I've got used to gold, and iron won't do Copper won't satisfy me. Don't come up and offer me a few shiny pieces of tin. I've H.D. Carroll said, No, Brother Young, gold cannot be dimmed if it's pure. He said, The only way to dim the gold is to mix other alloys with it. If you want to put a little silver with it, or put a little iron with it, or put a little copper with it, you can change the color, you change the texture, you change the strength of it. But he said, "When you mix other alloys with it, it will have the possibility of either corroding, rusting, tarnishing, or dimming." Praise the Lord! I'm here to proclaim to you tonight: it is no day for the church to mix other alloys with her gold. Praise the Lord! There are those who come along and want to add a little bit of pagan doctrine. There are those who want to add a few worldly practices. There are check human reasoning because they think they're going to make the goal a little bit better I like it a little better but when you get through with it you will have destroyed some of its value That's it. All right. you will take away from it the very thing that has made it appealing to man since the beginning of human history uh-huh. That's good. it's the brilliance and the shine right. and the fact that chemical reaction does not affect it All right. that has caused the gold to be the standard of everything that's called quality and valuable and significant and important. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now I know somebody's going to come along and say, you're oversimplifying when you say that the plan of salvation is repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, and the receiving of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. I know that they will tell you that you're oversimplifying when you say that is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. But I'm telling you, that was the gospel in the beginning, and that is still the gospel in the but you take away from the message the thing that has made it valuable and significant and dear to men from the very beginning. Praise the Lord. When you mix other alloys with the gold, it will have the possibility of becoming dim. Now when H.D. Carroll told me that, it set me on a streak of study. And for several years I found myself obsessed with what is it that will cause the gold to become damn. I found out some other things that are significant. All right. And in order to emphasize one of these, we've got to go back to the setting of Lamentations chapter 4. Bible theologians tell us that the book of lamentation and especially chapter 4 deals with the time when the israel was was in captivity they were alienated from from their place of habitation they were in a strange land they were from where they needed to be and so the prophet comes along and he said how is the goal to condemned? you've got to understand that he's dealing with the people whose homeland lay in smoking ruins. the buildings have fallen and those that stood have been burned there's been dust there's been smoke there's been an environment obsession against their very and so the prophet said, "How is the gold become dim? Can I suggest to you tonight that there is an environmental pollution that can settle on the gold and overlay the gold with layer after layer after layer of crud and dust and muck and mire and smoke so much that the brilliance and the shine and the uniqueness of the gold is not there anymore. I will tell you that what we're involved in tonight is a fight and not a game. I will tell you that we are preaching in places where for many there are crumbling kingdoms and fallen empires. And Brother Creel, there are some who are letting the dust settle on the gold. They're letting the smoke of the fire settle on the gold. I say to you tonight, it's time to bring out the it become damn it has become dim because you neglected it because you didn't take care of it and you let the environment polluted praise the lord when i talked to that man in our city yesterday who has been in the national media the focus of our whole town has been on him that man had seen one of the men in our church on wednesday and he said you tell brother young that if he doesn't call me in the next day or so, I'm going to be calling him. I took the initiative and called him myself. When I called, I stayed on the phone about 15 minutes before he came on the phone because the secretary said, Brother Young, you can't hang up. He said, if you call, don't let you hang up, because when he returns the call, you may not be there, and he wants to talk to you. And when that man began opening his heart, and it was obviously there was a few tears shed on the other end of the phone. He told me the anguish that he himself had been involved in because of his, anata- his attachment to the other man that is his uh, uh, co-worker. And uh, he, he talked about how hungry he was for reality. He said, I've been in this thing since I was 10 years old. And he said, the biggest mistake we ever made is when we did not allow, when we forced out those who believe this one apostolic message. Now, the shocking thing. we don't appreciate it is because we look at it and say it's dull, and it's dull because we neglected it and the environment has polluted it. How has the gold become dim? I also discovered that nine times out of ten, the dimming of the gold is the result not of anything connected with the gold itself but the dimness is in the eye of the beholder All right. the dimness is right there yes, they tell me that there is a disease of, that can affect the eye and because it affects the eye it also ex, uh, affects the mental capacities and when you look at something you see it different than it really is if it's really shiny and brilliant it will appear dull and dingy and unappealing If it's something that is very colorful, it will appear very drab because of a disease that affects the eye. The dimness could be in the eyes of the beholder. How do you view this thing? How do you look at this thing? I'm honest with you tonight. I have never loved this message more than I love it right now. We must sweep up dead.